The Owner's Box is part of the In The Money Podcast Network. You can always log on to inthemoneypodcast.com where you can follow along. You can subscribe to the free newsletter. And not only do you have the Owner's Box, but also shows such as the Players Podcast, JK Plus One, The Matt Vernier Show, Red Board Rewind, Nick Luck Daily, Talk Racing to Me, In the Ring with Acacia Courtney, and Off Track with Maggie. So lots of great things to listen to. Just head over to inthemoneypodcast.com. Welcome to the Owner's Box. Now, here's Billy Koch and Michelle Yu. Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Owner's Box. I'm Billy Koch, founder and managing partner of the Little Red Feather Racing Club. Joining me alongside, as always, is the uh, just back from Sonoma, or uh, I don't know where you were drinking wine all weekend, Michelle Yu. Yeah, we were actually in Hopland. Oh, Hopland. Yeah. Which you, is you look like you had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Um, you know, we got to go actually was the Petaluma Creamery. Mm. Uh, if you guys watch like the Fox shows during COVID, they were one of our sponsors, and they, he has a cheese factory in Petaluma, which was on our way back to the airport. And Frank Miramati hooked us up with Larry Peter, who owns Petaluma Creamery. We got to stop by and see how cheese is made. Oh, nice! It is certainly crazy. <laughs> I can imagine. I can only imagine. What was the best thing you had other than the cheese? What, like the best drink, the best wine, or what, what, what was the number one? Okay, so we went to a, a winery called Stephen and Walker, and they had this Zinfandel that was just – I kept being like, can I have another sample of that one? I just want a sample of that. Can I get a sample of that? We ended up buying like four bottles of it. Um, the guy who was running it, his, it was his parents' winery and he was just super friendly and the ambiance was good. And they gave you little like tastes of cheese with like the, all these different oh, toppings so cool. mixed with the different wines, but really like I didn't have a bad wine there. So I was a big fan. And then our funnest experience is most fun. You cannot say funnest. Fun, our most fun experiences. We were there a little late cause it was the day we got in and he was like, okay, there's another winery open after you leave here, you know, walk down the street. So we walk down to it and I walk in the door. I'm like, they look closed. And the girl goes, we're closed. I'm like, oh, but we're here to celebrate my birthday. She goes, yeah, F it, come in. And, and brought us into this bar. And we all sat down with like four other people that were all like crazy F-bomb, like senior citizens. But like they were like me when I'm older for sure. <laughs> um, and the girl was just like, okay, guys, here you go. And she just set the wines in the bar and like left and let us all just sit there and drink. It that's was awesome. awesome. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> So that was a really, those were the two cool experiences that like stand out in my mind. That's very cool. Sounds like you had a great trip. Michelle, let's get right into it because we have a cool show. Uh, Al Gold, the owner of Cyberknife, who is scheduled to run in the Kentucky Derby a week from Saturday at Churchill Downs. I don't know if you ever heard of that race. Um, No, never. He's going to join us. We're going to do a cool interview with Al. But before we do that, we always do three things of note. So Michelle, I'm turning it over to you. Three things of note. Go. All right, so first thing is that the winner of the Dubai World Cup last year, Mystic Guide, has been retired. He uh, had a soft tissue injury, and they kept trying to, like, bring him back, but he just uh, didn't get to come back. So he's going to be standing stud instead at Jonabelle for the 2023 season. Okay. Good horse. Good horse. Wow, wow. Um, also Oscar performance, who I just love had the very first or his very first winner. It was 
in Keeneland. It was on the turf course, which I feel like is kind of to be expected. Um, but congratulations for uh-huh. this very inexpensive, only $67,000 purchase. Um, by so- the way, yeah, that was a really impressive um, race. The name of the – and it's a clever name. It was And the Winner Is – like the Academy Awards, uh, Oscar performance, is. right? And the winner is trained by Wayne Catalano and uh, owned by Susan oh, Mouton. Yeah. Oh, Mouton. Okay. I don't know. I just made that up. Actually, you know what's funny is uh, she bred the horse we've too. Had, we've had Matt um, Matt Doman on our show before. He has California Racing Partners. Mm-hmm. They bought an Oscar performance at the sale last year, and it's in Southern California. He was trying to think of a name. And literally, it got here like two days after the Will Smith thing, and they oh, no. named him the Slap. <laughs> the Slap. That's pretty good. Clever. Clever. I thought that was I, you ever watch um, soccer games? No. When the, with the announcers for soccer games, when a guy makes like a cool pass, like a little cool pass, that they, he always says, clever. Does I think he? it's always good. Yeah, clever. Clever. I, I feel like clever sounds clever. very facetious. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was clever. Like he's saying, no. all right, whatever. All right, what's point number three? Um, number three is actually the fact that Toba is going to have a great thing. So obviously our show is kind of geared, or not kind of, it is geared towards horse ownership. So I feel like any way we can support that and lend people, um, you know, an, an extra helping hand in that direction if sure. maybe they need to know how to get in the game so toba which is the thoroughbred owners and breeders association does a seminar it's going to be may 4th at churchill downs which is uh wednesday before derby so you know thursday's derby so this will be like toba wednesday i don't know got it um, but they're going to have a bunch of speakers at this ownership seminar they're going to have thoroughbred industry resources from equine line they're going to have a panel on thoroughbred veterinary care with dr russell freeland from hagern um they're going to have a seminar on acquiring and managing racehorses by owner mike mackin with lucky seven stables as well as kenny mcpeak which obviously he trains but he also is a very good bloodstock person um, they're going to have a panel on supporting nonprofit organizations that work towards improving thoroughbred racehorses and the people that care for them uh, they're going to have one on accreditation, inspection, and approval of aftercare. And we're very big into aftercare, so I'm happy to see so many panels that are geared towards that. Also, love, one love on it. equine insurance, going to have one on legal aspects of racehorse ownership, as well as a handicapping 101 for the Derby and the Oaks preview. So the cost is only 99 bucks for Toba members and 129 for non-members, and that includes meals, materials, access to racing, and a little swag bag. Should be a very cool event, and uh, we hope... I don't know more. why they didn't ask us to join. Yeah, maybe next year. Maybe we're not big enough, Michelle. Maybe. Well, you know what we have to do now? We have to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back with Al Gold. We're going to talk about him. We're going to talk about Cyberknife, and we're going to talk about what he is most looking forward to about the Kentucky Derby coming up next week. We'll, uh, we'll be right back. Just a reminder that Santa Anita Spring Racing is kicking off this Saturday, April 30th, and we are going to be back in action with a massive card. And if you need some help, Billy, you can always use the Trip Note Pros. I love and Trip Santa Note Pros. Anita, I love right? Trip Note Pros. Those guys are good. Santa Anita is offering free trip notes from TripNote Pros. All you have to do is go on to SantaAnita.com for that free analysis and selections. Um, also, there's you know people like me and Jeff and Zoe and Pete and all kinds of like picks if you're looking for those. I like picks. Um, 
I, you like pics? Yeah. We should put your pics up there. You want to get some pics? I up? no, I'm terrible. I don't. <laughs> I, I, why would anyone want my pics? Honestly, I'd like I'd pick like twelve to one shots. that run sixth. It's just not fun. All right. So there's also another way to win. If you maybe play like Billy and you can't find those winners, but your horses hit the board, you can play Show Viver. I like that. It's on mon- on Sunday, May first. It's a month long contest for the most win earnings. Whoever has the most win earnings at the end of the month will get a free entry into the next live money betting challenge at Santa Anita. So you just head over to santanita.com to sign up. It is free. And remember, show viver means you pick a horse, and as long as it hits win, place, or show, you show vibe, right? I like that. Not like Survivor, Showviver. Showviver. Um, also, we will be returning with the Golden Hour bets. That is the Golden Hour Pick 4, which is the last two races at Santa Anita and the last two races at Golden Gate. And the Golden Hour Double, the last race at Santa Anita and the last race at Golden Gate. Both of those feature a player-friendly 12% takeout. And the minimums are $1 for the Pick 4 and $5 in the Double. And the payouts are insane. Payouts are huge. Those things always blow me away whenever I look at the payouts. Mm-hmm. Totally huge. That's it. That's it? That's it. Okay, back to the show. And we are back here on the Owner's Box. Very special guest today. He is the owner of Cyberknife. His name is Al Gold. Al, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Well, you know, I, we were talking a little bit off air, and I, I'm actually curious. Uh, we're going to get into to Cyberknife, the Derby, Brad Cox, everything like that. We're going to we're going to find out all about you. But I'm curious, how many people have have called you for for podcast requests? Podcast, you're the first. I had uh, about six or eight newspapers, one radio show. Uh, two radio shows. Oh, good. Okay. But here's the first podcast. So you are getting the attention you deserve is basically where I was going with that. I'm, I'm getting more attention than I want. But the whole thing <laughs> why I'm doing the attention is because I want to get the the cancer message out there. Oh, perfect. So, well, well, we're that, definitely... That's the whole reason for that. Let's get into that. Let's start, though, with about you, uh, Al, and, and how you got into horse ownership. And tell us a little bit about your background and, and how you really got started. I started going to the track when I was 16, 50 years ago, uh, Monticello Raceway. There was a, uh, they had like a gym at the hotel I was staying at. And uh, they were talking about races and everything. There was a sixth race they were talking about. So it got me really intrigued. I went to the track that night and the horse that there was, had the sixth race about one. And I said, this is great. This is an easy game. What a hobby. You can make a lot of money. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) And that's how I got started in it. That what? When did you? Years later. Yeah. When going. did when did you buy your first horse? I bought my first horse about the time you won with Singletary. Right oh, here we time. go. You're bringing that back. Yes. Well, that was that's a good memory. Right? That, it was a great wait, memory. Wait, wait. Do you guys know each other? Did he have something to do with Singletary that I'm unaware no, of? No, I, no. I, I actually met you a long time ago. Oh, sale. I think way back when. I hope I was. Please tell me I was pleasant. Yes. Yes. I met you with. A bloodstock agent. I forgot his name. Huh. Interesting. And I just remember that I met you a long time ago. All right. But, well, well um, yes. 2004 was a great year for all of us. So you're you're in 2004. How did you how did you acquire your first horse? What did what did you think about getting into ownership? I had a friend of mine that owned. Um, it was dabbled in horses, Lou Filoso, and we bought in a horse with a trainer, Henry Carroll. Leach took a quarter. Henry had the other half. 
the horse uh, had about seven, eight tries trying to break its maiden. And it didn't win. We <laughs> dropped it down. Somebody claimed it. Next time they moved it up to the main special, it won by like eight, ten lengths. Oh, no. Oh, that was no. my, my oh, first no. experience. And I had a lot worse experiences after that. I mean, that was nothing compared to what I went through. But but uh, that's that was my first uh, first first uh, attempt at ownership. That, well, thankfully, it wasn't your last. How did you turn it around from such a? Listen, it's not a miserable experience. It happens to all of us. Horses no, move up. But how did you worse, how yeah. did you turn that around and, and give us give us one of your success stories when you finally said, "Hey, I'm in this for the long haul." No matter what was going to happen, I was going to be in this for the long haul because this was my one and only hobby. You know, this is what sure. I love to do. Sure. Other than playing with my kids and you know family stuff, this was this was my hobby. Uh, I was friends with a guy who, um, for years, I sat with at the track. Uh, he was a bloodstock agent. We bought some horses together. I had no idea what horses were costing. I just wanted, I was a, just a degenerate horse player. <laughs> like so us he all. He robbed me out of a lot of money. He, he robbed me out of a lot of money. Oh, no. And that was that was my uh, early experiences in the game. But we had a horse that won a grade two. And then right after that, it collected and died. Oh, and no. I had that experience a couple of times. So I, I had a lot of stuff that, that was, uh, let me just drop my iPad. I hope it's a live stuff. Uh, I had a lot of bad experiences early, but lately you know, I've dealt with better people and uh, have better results. Al, Al Gold joining us here on the Owner's Box. Michelle, go. Al, tell us a little bit about your methodology behind horse ownership. I mean, uh, some degenerates just like to claim whatever they can or whatever horse they think. Do you have a plan and a process behind horses that you acquire? No, I tried different things. I tried breeding. Uh, I have a couple of brood mares. I tried claiming a little bit. I tried a little bit of everything, buying it. yearling sales, two-year-old sales. I went through about uh, four dozen different trainers at least. Um, there's no, no set plan. Uh, just tried a little bit of everything, dabbled all different ways. And that, now uh, um, now I'm happy with the situation where I am, but uh, we have a really good horse, and I have another 15, 20 horses, uh, three-year-olds and three-year-olds, um, a couple of older ones that uh, we're looking forward to racing this year. Now, are all, your horses, are all your horses with Brad, or do you have them spread out? No, I have them with... Uh, Four or five different trainers. Uh, George Abreu has my New York bred. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Summers I have some horses with. Jose D'Angelo. Um, Tony Dutro. Uh, one with Steve Asmussen. They're spread out uh, in different reports, different trainers. Can you tell me about your most exciting moment as an owner? I hope it's going to be next Saturday. Yes, we all know that. <laughs> that would be my motive. I guess up until now, it was, I, I, we had a horse that won a grade two Saratoga special in 06. And that was my most exciting. We won by a nose. You know, it, was a, it was my first experience in, in Saratoga. And you know, we drove up there and watched it, and the horse won, and that was very exciting. Michelle and I have an ongoing uh, argument, uh, Saratoga. You know the answer is going to go. You don't even have to ask the question. You know, we don't know if Al's been to Del Mar yet. We have a Del Mar versus Saratoga argument every summer, Al. Where do you stand on that? Well, I live six months a year in Saratoga. Oh, here we go. I'm a little biased there, and I've never been to Del Mar. So I haven't been ever. I raced horses in California. I don't know if I even raced in Del Mar. I raced in Santa Anita a few. 
I was just but, in. Uh, no, I'm very biased to Saratoga. I love it there. I was just in Keeneland last weekend and spent the weekend there and just watched racing there with their fans. It totally packed. I think Keeneland is rising up the chart very fast for me, Al. Have you been there? Yes, a bunch of times. I love it at Keeneland. It's pretty amazing, yeah, isn't it? One of the one of the that's one of the nicest tracks. You don't you don't need binoculars. You don't need glasses. You can everything on that board is beautiful. It comes right at you. It seems like it's a small. It's just a very comfortable little track. I always liked it there. Absolutely. Michelle has a question. Michelle. I I also love Keeneland, by the way. It's my number one favorite track. Wow. Um, well, okay. So one of the reasons we had to have you on, Al, is because I don't know if you're aware, but I put heavy pressure on Brad Cox about Cyberknife because I played him in the futures. And I write a blog for CBS, and he was my big horse to play. So I really needed him to step up in Arkansas, and he did. But can you kind of give us the backstory on how you got Cyberknife, and I obviously want to hear all about his name. Okay. Um, Joe Hardoon is a young man whose uh, his father is Jonathan Hardoon sure. of the Sheesh, worked for the Sheesh for 40 years, and Joe wanted to get into this game. So he became my racing manager and bloodstock agent. So he went with Chad Summers to a few sales, and Chad taught him uh, the ins and outs of what, it looks, what a good horse looks like. And uh, he went to the sale, and he saw this horse. Um, it was a phasic Tipton sale. And he said, you know, I really want to get this horse. It's the nicest-looking horse we had in the sale. And the previous one went for a million and a quarter that he liked. We didn't bother bidding on that one. And this one, I said, if it's reasonable, we'll, we'll go for it. So we went, we bought it. And, you know, the horse has been um, a standout from, from the beginning. He, uh, he, was, he was wild in the beginning. You know, he, he kept on... Uh, Throwing, throwing his exercise riders and jumping up in the air when, he would, when they would put him in a stall I mean, when they were trying to, uh, uh, when he was breezing in the morning. But he, uh, he got, got himself together and became a really talented horse. So that's how we got that. And I named it because I had cancer um, on my 66th birthday last year. And the procedure used to get rid of the cancer was Cyberknife. Wow. Tell us a little so, bit. I know you want to talk about that. Tell us a little bit about um, um, your what's happened with you and what's going on, and and especially with with this horse and how he's uh, he's making a difference. Well, the, the, what I wanted to get out was that it's an easy uh, treatment. It's five uh, five five treatments in eighteen minutes apiece, where you're lying there and they do the radiation, and it's every other day. And then it's over. You go. I went back six months later. It was fine. No, no symptoms. No nothing. And it's, it's, the whole idea was to, to get the name out there. Even though Cyberknife has been out there a long time, people don't. A lot of people don't know about it. So if somebody has cancer and told them you have prostate cancer, and it's worse on other cancers also. I had prostate cancer. Um, it's, it's something you don't have to worry about if they tell you you have prostate cancer because it's very easily treatable. So that was the whole thing with the. Why he named it that horse? I mean, why he named it that. I mean, talk about good karma. For a horse that you thought was going to be good. You know, I don't remember now that I've been the exact order of things how they went. I think we just <laughs> I wanted the name after the treatment, and I guess this horse came by it was the first one after that. Timing so is everything. Timing is everything in this game. Al Gold joining us here on the owners box. He has Cyberknife going in the headed for the Kentucky Derby. Al. Um, what are you most excited about other than the race next week? I'm having my friends and family there. That's, that's exciting part of it, other than the race. 
So right. my, my uh, kids aren't really into the horse game. My wife's not into it. But they're all going to wear their my daughter and daughter-in-law and wife all got the, the fancy hats to wear. <laughs> of and course. I'm looking forward to doing the walk with them. That's that's the main thing. Go ahead, Michelle. I, I I love that. Are they game to do that? Do they ever participate in the races, or is this kind of like a one-off for them? And, and it's going to be a, an amazing experience. It's pretty much a one-off. Uh, my wife used to make pictures of all you know, frame framed all the pictures of on my horses that I want. So that was her. her um, Mostly, she's not really into it at all, but I'm sure they're all going to come and enjoy it. It's going to be a one, it's a once in a lifetime experience, and hopefully, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, I think you're going to have fun no matter what, Michelle. You know what ahead. you're going to wear for the walkover? Oh yes, dress us. What are you wearing? He's not wearing a dress. I'm going to guess. No, I'm not. I'm not wearing a dress. No, I'm going to have a nice. Uh, my my son got married in uh, in September, and I have the suit from that. I'm going to wear that suit. And you're gonna remember, what the, Michelle. What's what the, about the shoes? Yeah, what'd you say about the shoes? Wear a different pair of shoes for the walkover. Yes, yes, because the the walkover is far. It's like over half a mile on the track, and your sh- nice shoes will get destroyed. I didn't realize it was a half a mile, but yeah. I told I told all the the uh, the staff side, make sure you bring a, a section a second pair of shoes. Smart. But to me, I feel I don't care. I'll just walk in the mud or whatever. It just doesn't bother me. Of course, of course you will. Uh, we talked, yeah. uh, we've had a lot of people last year. We had a lot of Derby participants on this show. And uh, I bring up Bill Strauss every week because he was really funny. He said he just never slept for about the last month before the Kentucky Derby. He had Hot Rod Charlie. Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you excited? Do you wake up every morning and watch all the Derby news, whether on Twitter or TVG or whoever has it? Or what's going through your head as we approach the draw? Well, for, for one, I'm a, I hate to fly. So when we went to the Arkansas Derby, went to the airport, we had a, with a couple of friends of mine, wife with me, we get up in the air, and I, I go into immediately into a fetal position. It was a private jet because <laughs> I can't the plane at all. I, oh, I no. Headphones on. And all of a sudden, I'm sweating profusely. I think I'm having a heart attack. I can't swallow. My ears are killing me. And then I hear the wheels go down. So I said, I fell asleep, and we were, we're in Arkansas. <laughs> so it turns out we went 10 minutes up in the air, and we came back down. So, nice. I, I, so I feel like I'm not even – I'm just worried about the plane trip going over there. More than That's... The, the excitement of the, of the derby, my mind is like, I hate to fly in, and I've flown so few over, over all these years that I just want to get on the plane and be there. You know, I don't know what – drink, drugs, whatever it takes to get there. That's amazing. Go ahead, Michelle. Can we talk a little bit about Arkansas? That was your first grade one victory, right? Yeah, which I watched from my house, yes. Okay. And tell me just the feeling of it. Because like you said, you'd like this horse. He went to Brad. He's always been kind of a, a naughtier or a feel-good type colt. Oh, I like that His naughtier. only other stakes race was not a good experience, but he's coming out of a good allowance win. So what were your thoughts, hopes going into Arkansas? Well, we, we Brad changed the bit and the blinkers for that race uh, after the the allowance race after the uh, race of Star. And I guess it was the other one, not the race of Star, the one we lost. I forgot the name of it. Uh, the whatever that was. What was it? The Lecomte. The Lecomte, right. So he, he changed the blinkers and, and the, the bit, and we won a maiden race. He won easily. And his, his rag numbers laid over the fields for the Arkansas Derby, so I was very confident for that race 
Um, and he ran, he ran through his numbers. He just, uh, just, a, you know, uh, Florent rode a beautiful race. You know, a little nerve wracking and cutting between horses there, but, um, that I wasn't worried at all about that. This race coming up is another story. You know, this one we're racing against, you know, half a dozen six or eight uh, really good horses. And I don't know how we're going to end up doing, but that one, I was very confident that we were going to win. Go ahead, Michelle. I- I like confidence. So now going into Derby, you say, you know, you, you don't know this is exciting. How are you going to be preparing? And what kind of an owner are you when you when you get out to the barn? Do you like to go and hang out by the horse? Are you a carrot feeder? Or do you just like to hang back and, and watch the races and let the animal do its thing? <laughs> In Saratoga, I'm there every morning looking at my horses. And I really enjoy that. Um the uh, <clears throat> over here, I'm just getting there a couple of days before the race. So I think we're, gonna, we're flying in Wednesday. So I'll spend the next couple of days in the morning out by the barn, um, which I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Who who are you? Mo- Let's talk about the race a little bit. If you had to pick, give us three horses that scare you the most. The obvious horses scare me. The, you know, the Todd's horse, the Modonigo, uh, Zendin uh, at the center. You know, the, the logical horses scare me the most. Um, and the other ones, is, uh, right on the edge, is uh, Todd's other horse. Uh, charge it. Um, it's, it's charge it to Safi Joseph, the White Iberio. Yep. I mean, these are all, these numbers are, are, the rag numbers are all very close on all these horses. And they, uh, it's just going to be who has the, the best post and who has the best trip. Speaking of well, post, your yeah. Ideal post, I was yeah. going to ask that, Michelle. What, what, what do you, give us a range or give us the idea, because we're going to throw out some good karma into the owner's box world right now and try to get you the post you need what because we're instantly fans for you coming on the show so what what post do you want and michelle and i will throw that out into the universe uh 15 15 really okay. yeah. interesting not want... 14 or 16 15 is that a lucky number no i just i just feel like saying 15 there's no, no, nothing behind it you don't want to be inside you don't want to be far outside so you know close out there it's like i think it's a good place the, you know, the four or five speed horses, I think it'll be five, six lengths off the lead, and that'll be a good stalking position, I would hope. Okay. 15, Michelle, remember that. 15 for Cyberknife. Al Gold and has said it, and Al, uh, we want to make it come you, true. When you are looking at the races for your own horses, do you find it hard to remain objective when you're handicapping? Um, no, I pretty much feel like I'm confident I'm, we're going to win the race. I feel like uh, I'm going to finish last in the race or next to last, you know, so, you know, <laughs> I get that I a like lot. I'm pretty I feel that way a lot. My horse is more than, you know, when I'm handicapping, uh, I don't have as much confidence with my horse. I watch them. I talk to the trainers and feel like I have a better idea of where they're going to end up. Well, Brad Cox okay. won the race uh, last year via disqualification. Why can't he do it two years in a row? Right, Michelle? Not by DQ, though. He wants to win it outright. Let's win it outright. Al, one more question before we let you go. We've taken so much of your time. We totally appreciate it. Um, as far as new owners getting into the game, what kind of advice would you give to someone? I would say forget those partnerships because they're all a rip-off. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Al! Other than, other, other than yours. Oh, thank you. I, I, I should say it better. The ones I've had firsthand experiences with and I've talked to people with, to get away from those. Okay, very fair. Get, get a group of small of friends together. Find a nice trainer that you can talk to. Uh, or go to a quality, one of these that is small, not the big outfits. Okay. 
And, and it's, it's a lot of fun to get into. Realize what the costs are ahead of time. That's a big, big number. Of course. And that, that's it. That's it. That's, that's the only advice they would have. Hey, right from the yeah. horse's mouth. Cyberknife, next Saturday, Kentucky Derby, post-15, we hope. Al, thank you very, very much for joining us today. We wish you the best of luck, and uh, go get them. Thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. You got it, Al. Good luck, and we'll see you out there at the Kentucky Derby next Saturday. Can you believe that, Michelle? Thanks, Al. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Thank you, Al. That's Al Gold here on the the Owner's Box. Almost forgot the name of our show, as always. Um, Michelle, interesting. Uh, Obviously, you know what struck me the most? Is his calm demeanor? No, not that, because a lot of these guys are calm. We're just, you know, you and I, I are just would, hyperactive. I would sick just thinking about, like, I have to pick a horse for the damn derby. I couldn't imagine running in it. Well, you're going to one day. That's got to be a goal of yours. But here's the thing that, that I got out of that. In 2004, he had a, a horse that got claimed and won a maiden special weight, and it was a bad experience. In 2006, he had a horse that that won and unfortunately got sick and colicked and died. That's 2000. That's a long time ago. And he's still in the game. I think, you know, you and I talk so many times about the ups and downs of this game. It's a roller coaster. And he started just down. And now all of a sudden, in 2022, he's in the Kentucky Derby. I give him great credit uh intestinal for perseverance. For- yes perseverance mm-hmm. intestinal fortitude for sticking with the game that he loves through thick and thin and i think for a guy like that who is uh, a cancer survivor who's bringing his entire family to the track next week to churchill downs uh, to have the walkover that's a, an amazing achievement and it, it's a testament to to him and uh and, and how much he really loves this game so kudos to al gold we wish him the best of luck with cyberknife Excellent. That's my I like rant. it. I okay. like it. You so, know what I got to know now, though? What? I got to know from Brad Cox what he changed with the bit and the blinkers. Well, why don't we ask him? Yeah. All right. We'll find out. We'll find out and we'll have it on our next well, we'll show. No, we'll do it next Tuesday. We will have the so answer bad. to that. What happened? Next Tuesday? I just, I hit my knee so bad right now. <laughs> Are you okay? This is live. I passed out. If I go, if I get quiet because I passed out. <laughs> oh my god! Well, well, why don't you just do this? Listen, why don't you just tell us what's going on at Santa Anita this weekend and wrap things up? Okay. Well, good good news is we are back to racing. We Thank had a planned god. respite last week. It was terrible. terrible. We all missed racing. Um, I didn't know what to do with myself, to be quite frank. But we are back to racing, so very excited about that. Um, We are going to return on Saturday. So Saturday is our return to racing. We have 12 races carded, first post at 1 p.m. And we included in that lineup, we have the Grade 2 Californian, the Grade 2 Santa Margarita, the Grade 2 Charlie Whittingham, and the Grade 3 Kona Gold. We also have a baby race on tap. In fact, maybe two. No, just one. One Calbred Phillies maiden race. Um, And also we have racing again on Sunday. It's the Grade 3 Wilshire on that day. First post again at one o'clock. If you're looking to do something on track, there's the family fun zone. But what I'm looking most forward to, Billy, is Dumpling Day at Santa Anita. You know I love Dumpling Day. You know I love a good dumpling, Michelle. And if you go on to SantaAnita.com, there is a 20% off the Dumpling Day package available there. Beautiful. You know I love those dumplings. You are listening to the Owner's Box. We are part of the In the Money Media Network. 
Uh, if you want to know more about horse ownership, please reach out Billy at littleredfeather.com. I'm on Twitter at BKLRF at the Michelle U is the Michelle U. Um, and, uh, th- special thanks to our sponsors, TaylorMade, Gainsway, Santa Anita, Del Mar, everybody else who participates in the show. We really appreciate it. All you listeners, we've been doing this a long time and we are getting more and more feedback from you. So we really appreciate it. Please reach out at Twitter at own a horse or email myself or Michelle anytime with suggestions, comments, only positive, please. Uh, we're very, we're very, thi- <laughs> we're very thin skinned and, uh, Michelle, I'm so excited to see you on Saturday. I know. I can't <clears throat> wait. Yay! I have your gifts for your kids. Oh, they're so excited. Actually, Olivia asked me every day, Mom, where's my horse? <laughs> okay, well, it's coming. I'll bring it. I'm going to make sure I put it in my backpack right now. I will have it with me at the races on Saturday. Michelle, always a pleasure. Special thanks to Al Gold for joining us to- today, and good luck with Cyberknife next week in the Kentucky Derby. I'm sure we will have a – we have to do our Derby preview yeah, show we'll next week, Yeah, we'll have to do a right? Derby show next week. Okay, just we, us. Will, we will do that just, just us. Or, the two of us. It's going to be We'll be so doing exciting. Contender Pretender. It'll be exciting, and uh, I look forward to it. And I'm so glad we're back racing. Yay. All right, Michelle. Talk to you soon. Bye.